This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can, Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This 
is Zazlo Show 2.0. So a huge pro wrestling weekend. Welcome to another edition of It's Still Real to Me. I'm here with my pal Joey Levin. Of course, we did a WWE Night of Champions recap show on Saturday. And now we have an AEW Double or Nothing recap show here. And of course, like everything Zaslow Show 2.0, it's always presented to us by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-3. That's 800-747-3733. You're involved in any kind of an accident, car accident, motorcycle, slip and fall. You're dealing with a personal injury. You want to be treated like family. And that's what you get when I send you to Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-3. That's 800-747-3733. Joey, good morning. Appreciate you doing this again. I banged out a, a Zaslow Show 2.0. Earlier today, it's Memorial Day, so we hope everybody out there is enjoying some family time, maybe the pool, maybe the barbecue, Monster Pro Wrestling Weekend. Last night, AEW Double or Nothing, a show that was, I mean, if we're not counting the the buy-in, that was a four-hour show last night, very long show. Their their shows are always super long. We had title changes. Uh, You had some good. You had some bad. I think we'll we'll start with with the the two biggest matches, right? I mean, I think that's that's going to be the chunk of what we do here. You want to start with well, first of all, were you surprised that just like we talked about Saturday afternoon with WWE, were you surprised that the main event was not the Four Pillars Championship match? Uh, yes, um, and I was going to ask you, like, I guess this is just where we're at now in wrestling, like, but the I, I think it's more surprising to me with AEW because. Obviously, they have made a shift in the way they do their their storytelling too. Because the whole thing with AEW is that it was more of a sports a wrestling. A sport, they're trying to make it more like a sports product with the records and this and that. I mean, if the title isn't the most important thing, then it's not a sports product, which it's not. We know it's an entertainment product, but like if that's your gimmick, then forget about the records. The records don't matter. The title's not the most important thing, and that's fine because we all knew really it wasn't the most important thing on this card. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's weird that we had eight hours of wrestling this weekend, two major shows, two of the biggest, com- the two biggest companies in the world, four world titles, and not one of them was the last match on a show. Yeah. I think it's weird. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I, maybe that's an old school way of thinking, but I just think that's kind of strange. Yeah, I thought it was weird too. So let, let's, let's, let's talk about the four pillars match. Uh, overall, I mean, it, was, it may have been the best match on, of the night. I, I thought it was a great match. The only problem with it was... There was no scenario. There was We knew this going in, and certainly there wasn't a moment during the match. There was no moment that I did not believe MJF was not winning. Maybe, maybe that's why it didn't go on last. I thought the match was fun. There was some cool spots, you know, where all of them were doing the submission holds. That was fun. Uh, but overall, like, yeah, the match ended the way we thought it would. Maybe that's why it wasn't the main event, right? Or, I mean, Tony Khan was maybe like a little nervous that with a, with multiple attempted murders in the main event that the show is just going to get shut down. Well, you know what it also felt like to me? It felt like the, it felt like the elite went on last. Like it was a little bit of, ah, uh, the elites kind of in charge. They're on the board. You know, mm. I felt like, like maybe there was a little bit of big timing going on there where we got to go on last. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I, you could, you could just tell also, like I watched the post, the post uh, event media thing again. You could just tell, like, Tony Khan is just like it, it, he he would marry Daniel Bryan. Like he he loves Dan he loves Daniel Bryan. You could just see the way he looks at him, the way he talks to him, the way they look at each other. Like 
I think there's some of that there too. Like he just loves Brian Danielson. Um, but yeah, as far as the pillars match, it was good. A lot of good, great spots. And that's what I expected it to be. I expected it to be like a match full of just like really cool spots. I will say, I know it's impressive. I'm not a huge fan of the whole like rolling around the ring to get the multiple false finish roll-ups. Like, I, I don't know that, that part to me, everyone went nuts for that part. That was the only one part. I'm like, all right, like we're just rolling in a circle. Like, but, but the spot where they, um, they each did the finisher of like the guy who mentored them. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. a cool spot. That was cool. Um, but that's, ex- it's exactly to your point, what I thought it was going to be. I thought you know it was, what I thought be... was weird. I thought it was strange that when Sammy Guevara came out with Ty Mello, that they announced that they were pregnant, you know, Sam, I, I, yeah, like, not, like the Sammy Gavar- not the time, right, not the time. Sammy Guevara is a heel. And yeah. when you announce that you're pregnant, everybody's going to cheer and rightfully so. I mean, shit, Jungle Boy was in the ring clapping it for them. Because what's he going to do? He's yeah. going to boo? You know, right. uh, I, I thought it was a very strange way to announce that they're pregnant. He's a heel going into this match. That was weird to me. Was it as weird as Darby's horrible vignette? That was, that was very was that? strange. Yeah, I, I didn't know what I was watching there. That was awful. I mean, it was the one time in the night where the commentary, I actually didn't want to mute it. When I think it was Shivani goes, only in AEW, you go from a birth announcement to the bride getting beat up. Yeah. But I was like, what? What the fuck is this? What is this? He's Elvis? What is is Darby Allen? Because they're in Vegas, but I don't know. I I mean, I get get it, but Darby's the one dressed like like Elvis? Yeah, it's weird. And it was was just not good. I guess he's trying to act – I guess in that thing, he was terrible. He didn't hit his lines. That thing was weird. That whole, that back-to-back intros was, was I didn't get it. Not the right spot. So uh, the only, I would say the only issue I had with the match. And again, this goes to like the whole um, momentum thing that I talk about a lot. Last pay-per-view, uh, MJF went over an hour with the best wrestler in the world. And, and then in this one, they made it seem like he, you know, like needed a break from these guys. Like it, it, they didn't make him look like the strongest wrestler in this match. He he came out on top, and obviously he's a heel and he has to cheat to win. But coming off of the last one, they always have a chance to make MJF that like massive. And it seems like between the announcers, just constantly shitting on him. Like there's a way to be an announcer and dislike a heel without. Shivani constantly just calling him a piece of trash and yeah. terrible and bad for the business. Like, right, all right, right. We, we get it. We get it. We, you're, you don't like him. He's a heel, but like figure out a way to put over your world champion. Still talk about how great he is. Jim he Ross is was the best at that with triple H. That son of a bitch. Like Jim Ross yeah. was so good at that. Yeah. I mean, or even like with Michael Cole and Dom, like he hates Dom, but he won't deny, like he comes from a family where with a hall of famer and he's doing big. I mean, like there's ways to do it. Shivani's just like, this guy's a piece of crap and I hate him. Did you like, like the acclaimed calling Buddy Matthews a cuck because of Dominic? Saying that Malachi Black was wearing blackface? Oof, that was that was one of his most intense uh, freestyles in a, I mean, that, uh, in a while. He was going after those guys. So speaking uh, of blackface, the, yeah, uh, the, the, the main the singer, event, the all right, the main event saw the Blackpool Combat Club entered to a live rendition of of wild thing uh where where the the lead singer is in blackface and also wearing a black mask over blackface which i mean it was weird 
But you and I both had the same initial reaction here. And I already know going into this match, it's not it's not going to be for me. It's not going to be what I'm normally into. And especially when we're talking AEW, this shit's going to be sloppy. All right. Hmm. This kind of match, eight guys all at the same time. It's it's going to be all over the arena, which I will tell you, that part of it I did not think got out of hand. I thought it was going to be all over the arena the whole match. It was only in the beginning was it like that. Otherwise, it was not. So I thought that part, they did a good job of keeping kind of in one area. You didn't really lose track of what was happening like I expected to, like there has been in the past. But you and I both, we had the same initial reaction. So they're all fighting in the stands and for several minutes, and the band is still playing the intro. And like I, and I can't get past it. They have all this action going on, and all I'm thinking about is I'm completely distracted from the band still playing. It was, and yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, and I know obviously they kept it going because they wanted the spot where the young bucks are just going to eventually make their way up the ramp and super kick the singer. I didn't think the spot was worth it. I didn't. Think I didn't think the spot was worth me being distracted the first five minutes of the match because. It was ridiculous for the band to still be playing. And I really feel like it's moments like that where I think that you you, you end up realizing how much WWE really always has their shit together. Because you're like it felt amateurish that they were still playing all throughout this. And that kind of shit never happens in WWE. I, I know what I was thinking about during that match. Like... A few months ago, the big news in wrestling was that Mike Mansuri was going to AEW, and he was one of the guys who was tabbed to potentially like eventually take over for like creative and production in WWE. He was with the McAfee show in the past, and then he went to WWE and all this stuff, and it was such a big deal. And it was like he's gonna he's gonna make the production value better, and he's gonna do this, and he's gonna do that. And when I'm watching that, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. I mean. The camera cuts are all over the place. It's disjointed. I got this band that no one really gives a shit about playing for 20 minutes. It's like, hey. Playing a song. The- playing a song that's 40 years old. Like, it's yeah. not a big deal. Hey, can, I, can, can I, I mean, can we get like a duel? Can we get dueling? Can I get Kansas out there playing Wayward Sons during that? Like, I mean, it was just like, I didn't know what the hell was going on. It was so annoying. And then what makes it worse is that the second half of the match was fucking great. Like, when they finally got to the ring... It was great. Yeah. And then it makes you think like they could have a classic if you just do the match. Just, you know, you have, you have what, six at seven of the best wrestlers in the world. I mean, whatever people think of Wheeler Yuta, but I mean, I know everyone loves Moxley. He's not my favorite. Right. But the other six guys in the match are undeniably six of just the best professional wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Can we just have them do the thing? Like do the thing. They have all these other bells and whistles. It's like, I know you want a big blow off, but th- obviously now that's not even the blow off match, right? Like, because with, with the way it ended, this is not over. The first half, I, I just I almost turned it off. It was like, there were parts where I was like, we've talked about this too. Like, violence can be done in wrestling without it having to be gratuitous. Yeah. And there's parts like, I don't need Matt Jackson getting thumbtacks shoved in his mouth. Like, right. I, I don't need that. It, right. Like it's uncomfortable to watch that. Yeah, I don't need the screwdriver. I just I don't need the attempted murder. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. it, like, and I understand, look, it, it's like that match. It's never going to be my cup of tea, that kind of match. Um, it's why I was never, you know, growing up, I was never an ECW guy. I understand how great ECW was, but it wasn't for me because a, a lot of it to me is it was just violence. That wasn't for me, but that's also, yeah. that's also like a match like last night is also one of the beauties of pro wrestling where there's all different kinds of pro wrestling that you can like or not like. And that kind of pro wrestling to me last night is normally the kind that I do not like. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just, it, it's too violent for me. It's a lot of gratuitous blood and I just think it's like, let's be violent for the sake of being violent. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply. Need to hire you need indeed. Yeah. And, and it's the same beats with, with, especially with Moxley. Like yeah. they talk about how he's like the death match guy and the, they called it death jitsu last night and this and that, but it's always the same thing. Like I'm cool in a match like that. If there's like one insane violent spot like the exploding shoe was crazy like because well, yeah, like did i miss what happened there was i supposed to see him like putting the shoe? no i didn't know no what no happened. no he got he got pile drived in the truck and then he came back to save nick matt came back to save nick okay did the super kick and his shoe exploded i guess it was right, rigged so I didn't, that way I didn't, okay so i didn't just miss it like it's i'm if you missed it i missed it because yeah. I, I i didn't know what was going on either but it was like either but it was different. It was different. It's like the one time when uh, another shoe related, because the Bucks, their whole thing is sh- their shoes, right? Um, when I forgot what match it was, when they took out the shoe, the Jordan with the thumbtacks on. Yeah, that was against like, the Lucha Brothers. That was cool. Right. Actually. And I was, I was like, you know what? This is cool. That it's was creative. Cool. It's different. With yeah. Moxley, it's like, okay, we're going to have a piece of wood, or in this case, we're going to have the giant chip. It's going to have barbed wire on it. People are going to get slammed into barbed wire. Then we're going to have a bag full of thumbtacks. People are going to get slammed into thumbtacks. Then we're going to have a screwdriver and a fork, and we're going to stab people in the forehead. Rinse yeah. and repeat. Like it's I'm, I'm never going to get past the screwdriver stuff. It's never going to work for me. The fork. It's never going to work for me. I mean, it just, I, I don't know. So I like I, I know people like that stuff, and I'm okay with, in spots, having that like extreme violence. Yeah. But like that's it with Moxley at this point. And I guess now with the Blackpool Combat Club, that's their thing too. Well, and it's always, and and there's this idea where, okay, how do we go bigger this time? How do we go bigger this time? How do we go bigger this time? And it's like, eventually someone's going to die. Like, that's the only way we go bigger. Right. Well, you texted me um, at the end when um, Don Callis was choking Kenny Omega with the belt. And you were like, well, this is attempted murder. And I was like, well, the whole match is attempted. I mean, every there was probably 15 attempted murders in that mm-hmm. match. 
so, so you got the ending right, though. You'd been calling for a couple weeks leading up to it that Takesh is going to be a difference maker in the very end. Well, yeah, but and, and I also think, like, they kind of gave it away with Don Callis being on commentary, no? Like, him being yeah, out there the whole t- – him being out there the whole time, you're like, well, something's going to happen here. Yeah. Like, it, it would have been different – either way, I thought it was going to happen, but it would have been different if Don Callis just, like, showed up – like, in the at the end – showed up as a distraction and then Takeshita came out. But like, as soon as Don, first of all, not only did Don Callis show up, but like it was in the middle of the chaos of the beginning. And all of a sudden Shivani's like, right. Don Callis is here and he has a microphone. And we're like, Oh, okay. But that to me, so that, that's, was like, that's oh. why the announcing was ringside, right? For that because specific of, spot. I, I guess so. Yeah. It, it must've been. Be. Yeah. I mean, but you know, they, he could walk. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's cool. I, I, I guess I, I don't mind them being at ringside. Oh, I, I, I like them at ringside, but yeah. that had to have been why they were at ringside. Yeah. I had to be part of it. Um, yeah. but that to me, as soon as I heard Callus on commentary, I'm like, okay, well something's going down, whether it's Takesha or somebody else. So is Takesha in Blackpool combat club now? And if so, so that, what does that mean? That's for what, Callis? Well, that's where I, they didn't, it wasn't very clear. Like maybe he just wants to fight is. Kenny Omega. Maybe just wants to fight Omega. Yeah, I don't think he's in Blackpool Combat Club. I think he's probably going to be Don Callis's new guy. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but he will help. Like what I am sort of anticipating here is we will get a dynamite Kenny Omega versus Takeshita because I don't think that's a pay per view match where the Blackpool Combat Club attacks again, and that's how we get Kota Ibushi. And that, and then we get something for at um Forbidden Door, some type of elite with Kota Ibushi versus Blackpool Combat Club and Takeshita, something like that. After the show, Kenny cut one of his like post show kind of promo things that he always does, and he said, "I may not have a lot of friends in the back in the locker room, but I have at least one or two friends outside in the world." that are willing to come and back me. Okay. So, okay. And I, I, obviously he's talking about Kota Ibushi. I don't know who the other one or two could be, but it feels like whether it's forbidden door or maybe it's, maybe it's all, I mean, because if Kota Ibushi is going to be in AEW, then that doesn't feel like a forbidden door match because he's not really in new Japan right now. So that could be, Maybe he shows up at Forbidden Door or something, but that could be the all-in. That could be all-in. I think this has to be a blood and guts, which is their war games. Right. I think this has to be Takeshita. That's not normally a pay-per-view, is it? It hasn't been, but they also introduced it during the pandemic. So I don't I don't even remember the last time they did it. Um, but similar to the way we talk about Hell in a Cell now or whatever, I don't think it has to be it could be it could probably just be anywhere right it's a blow off thing um but what what else is left they're not going to do stadium stampede with these guys and what else can you do 5 on 5 at this point i mean yeah. i feel like that's what where this has to go yeah let's uh let's hit on a few other things all right let's keep this moving here uh let's talk about the battle royal loved it you know i love battle royals period i know you love it i thought it was a great performance from orange cassidy did not think he was going to win I loved the finish. You know, it, like it was setting up the whole time. I thought Swartz Strickland was going to win because the way to, that it was setting up. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. he was going to win. And the two of them, the finish on the ropes, uh, Cassidy very nonchalant, just kicks his hand off. I thought was a really, really fun finish. I thought that match was cool as hell. 
There were a lot of cool spots. They were able to keep rivalries going throughout, being it was Swerve and Keith Lee, it was Ricky Starks and Jay White. Uh, I, I I thought it was I thought it was a great match with a really great finish. Surprised that Cassidy held on to the belt. I'm surprised. Well, I guess I'm not surprised. I feel like this is the ultimate Tony. Tony Khan is now, he is just straight up. Like this is a troll from him. Like this, like Orange Cassidy is opens every show and and now, now he opens the pay-per-view and wins a battle royal. Like how long can he keep this gimmick going where Orange Cassidy opens every show with a 30-minute match and wins? Can he keep it going forever? This is like Tony Khan's pet project right now. Uh, so I'm not overly surprised that he won because it seems like that's just the thing now. Um, I would have liked to see. I don't even know when I was when the match started. I assumed right away it wasn't going to be um, Ricky Starks, Jay White, or Juice Robinson. And then when I looked around the rest of the match, I'm like, "There's nobody in here other than Swerve that can win." Like it, it was very quickly. I was like, "I don't I see it anybody." But it, it didn't seem like there was anybody. I mean, I guess Keith Lee would be cool. Would have been cool in that spot, but there was no one really that I thought like okay, this is the person that can beat Orange Cassidy other than Swerve. Um, I don't know. I, I would have liked to – I just think there's too much Orange Cassidy right now. I, I love Orange Cassidy. He's been I a great champ. Yo, the, the matches are great. He's His wrestling is great, yeah. but the whole gimmick is starting to lose the luster of what it was because he doesn't get to do it as much because now he's just wrestling. Yeah. He used to be with the best friends, and he would do the, the pockets and the sunglasses. He doesn't do it as much anymore. Is Dan Housen uh, hurt? He, he's not hurt from Twitter. He's got his tweeting all the time. <laughs> um, I don't know. I haven't seen him. I, I, I haven't seen him in a while. Um, but he's not. You know, he's not a best amigo because now uh, Orange Cassidy he has Bandito, and he talked about after the show yesterday. Now he thinks he's going to have to give Trent another title shot because Trent saved him um, in the match. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a fun match. Battle Royals are always fun. I'll tell you. Uh... I Big didn't Bill, dig- Big Bill had a good showing. He did. I- and Taz, 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 Taz had a good line. I always shit on the commentary, but Cat Taz did have a good line. He said, "Everybody always asks why his name's Big Bill. It's because his name's Bill, and he's big." <laughs> it's like, all right, fair enough. I uh, I did not dig Adam Cole and Chris Jericho. It it didn't do anything it- for me. And and I think I think part of it is number one, I want to see Adam Cole wrestling, not fighting. All right, that's number one. He's a yeah. great wrestler. And number two. I just don't know that Jericho's got it anymore, man. You know, like he's such a not great... for a match like that. I yeah, I just, I just don't know that he's got it in that way anymore. So that match didn't do a lot for me. And you saw what the cr- the crowd was dead. Oh, well, the crowd the was dead for a lot of the show, just right? Dead. So yeah. I, I, I didn't love Adam Cole and Chris Jericho, uh, Ty Valkyrie and Jade Cargill. So you were right. They like their whole mo was to get to sixty and out, which. I don't get because who the hell cares? 60. It's not like 60 some great round number. Like 50 and 0, I could see. 50 and 0 yeah. sounds special. 60 and 0 doesn't mean anything. I don't know what 60 and 0 means, but they were just trying to get to 60 and 0. And then at that point, when Mark Sterling is talking, and I thought the match was very good, by the way. And then mm-hmm. when Mark Sterling is talking, it's like, oh, Chris Statlander is their turning right now. And she is winning the belt right now. And I was disappointed with that because yeah. am I missing it, something like everybody loves Statlander. Am I missing something here? I, I was, I was disappointed because if Jade's going to lose, I want it to be a feud. I want there to be a buildup 
not just out of nowhere. Like, I guess you do it out of nowhere like that because then she has this built-in excuse, you know, that this yeah. is why I'll also, she didn't have to agree to the match, but I guess you have this built-in excuse. I, I, I wanted it to be a buildup and a feud, and that's how she loses, not just out of nowhere. So I, I didn't love that they did that. Yeah, I, this again, it's like based off of the post fight presser, it, it seemed like this was almost like Tony Khan rewarding Chris Statlander for like going through all of her injuries. It was like, all right, you worked really hard and you got back, so we're going to give you a belt. And like, you know what was also weird though? Because Jade Cargill's totally babyface now. And the way they had her lose last night, like that's how you beat an undefeated heel. Like I, it was weird. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I'll ask you, what am I missing with Statlander? Why does everybody love Chris Statlander? So I don't know. Much? I don't know. Now I will say she looks great. Like she looks like she's in phenomenal shape. Cause I, I remember her to, like before she got hurt, she, she was a little, she was getting a little, big at least it looked like to me she looks like she's been she looks jacked um but otherwise i I don't get it like it's a weird her character is weird she's like she's an alien i think they may be ditching that oh okay i don't know if they're gonna be doing that anymore so she's just uh, she's just a person yeah i think she's just a person yeah. She's just, all right, well, I guess then I guess I got to wait and see. Yeah. But I just don't get it. Like every people on Twitter, oh, my God. Like the it. internet community on Twitter was so hyped that Chris Statlander beat Jade Cargo. I just am like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't see it. Not that she's bad. I just, why? Like Jade has, we've been saying for such a long time, Jade feels like she's bigger than. Yeah, I love her, but I don't, I don't think everyone feels that way. I don't yeah. think I, I love her, but I don't think everyone feels that way. Yeah, Very, uh, it was strange, but whatever. Jamie Hader's hurt. She must be. I don't know why you would take the belt off. Her, I was but... stunned. I, I didn't even see the match. I got up. I had something to do. I didn't expect it was going to be that quick. I came back. My son told me Tony Storm won. Yeah. I'll also ask the same question here. Why Tony Storm? I like Tony, Tony Storm. No, I, I like Tony Storm a lot. Like I'm down with Tony Storm being in a major feature role, but I, unless she's hurt, I I'm keeping that belt on Jamie Hader. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get it, but I also I gotta think that just means that Soraya just can't wrestle because why would you not have Soraya win win the title? You made such a. It big must deal mean they don't want her to be a workhorse. I mean, they don't they yeah. don't want to. Yeah, like that. Yeah, she's not gonna be the champion. Yeah, um, I would think that's what this means is that Jamie Hader's hurt because it was I was I was very surprised to see. Yeah, very to see that happen. Um, I've ne- again Tony Storm's another one that like I would even almost prefer Ruby Soho um, to, to, to Tony Storm winning. Um, I, I've i never been super – I mean, she's she's fine as a character, I guess, but I've, I personally have never been super impressed with her at, at, as a wrestler. Like, I, I her matches seem clunky. By the way, her, like, that hip attack is what they call it. It's really, like, the ass attack. But yeah. that's, like, the most dangerous move in wrestling. Did you right. see how Hater's head snap back? Like, yeah. you can't fake that. That yeah. looked really. That looked really bad. Yeah. Um, Speaking of looking really bad, I can't believe that ladder spot from Wardlow. Like, yeah. I, I think it was. I, I think I saw someone. Someone say like it was. It was. It was a. It was a move that could have ended Wardlow's career. How about a move that could have ended his life? Yeah. I, I was, it was crazy. In a match that I felt like we probably could have done on Dynamite. It was a four-hour show. Yeah, match was fine. We like, probably could have put that, wins, that match. Good. I'd say that match and the House of Black match. Both could have been on Dynamite. Arn Anderson really was biting his finger off, huh? 
Who, Arn Anderson's a fucking weirdo. It's disgusting. Like, we may need to get this guy off TV. It's disgusting, he's, right? He is. I don't know what the hell is going on. It's <laughs> like, really gross. Oh, although, I, what that guy, you know the guy RJ City? Yeah. Uh, that does like the backstage yeah. interviews. <laughs> um, he he was interviewing Arn before, and he's at. He said, uh, "Are you gonna Are you gonna be strapped when you go to the ring tonight?" <laughs> and he goes, "He said, Arn said something like, ask your mama.'" And then RJ City's okay. like, "All right, well." He goes, "Arn Anderson, apparently my stepfather." <laughs> okay, there you go. It's very very interesting. Arn is I. There's a. I don't know. I hate to say some CTE happening here, but uh, he's he is losing his mind more and more every time he's out there. Yo, how about Ref Aubrey taking, taking the, the guitar taking the shot from Karen Jarrett? Holy guitar, yeah. crap! Like I feel like we've been like they've been alluding for a while to someone putting their hands on Ref Aubrey, and it finally happened. I mean, yeah. just taking a guitar shot to the head. Like yeah. so, where are they going to go from there? Because Rep. Aubrey's not going to like. What are they going to do about that? Karen Jarrett has she, to be suspended, right? She should be suspended. Yeah, yeah that's, what, suspended. that's what I was going to say. I, I don't know where they even go with Jeff Jarrett and Jay with that whole crew. I mean, now they lost. Now what? I mean, that that was what 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 what's Jarrett's been great. I just mm-hmm. don't even know what you do with that whole that whole gimmick right now. Like, yeah. I, I think maybe you take that whole that whole crew off TV for a little bit. And because obviously now we're going to get FTR and Ricky versus uh, the Bullet Club. Oh, okay, okay. You saw that, right? You saw the backstage. No. Ricky, so after the Battle Royal, they did. They went backstage, and it was very like Ricky Starks was very clearly like looking around, like he was looking because he knew what was about to happen because that was the the script. Uh huh. But Renee was was it was either Marvez or Renee. one of them was interviewing him, and then. Uh, the Bullet Club attacked him, and it was right after the title match, and FTR was walking back and saved Ricky Starks. Okay, all right, so I'm uh, into that. That'll be fun. So, which means we're going to get a third Bullet Club member, probably. Okay. Um, But that means, so FTR has their thing, so maybe Jarrett and them are off for a little bit. I don't know. Jarrett's been good, though. Overall, I mean, show, I don't think the show was great. I, I think the show had its moments. Well, it was long, yeah, and the crap. The crowd did not. Oh, the help crowd members. was a killer, terrible crowd. Meltzer tried to. Crowd. By the way, Meltzer tried in the press conference, tried to get Tony Khan to, to like go there. Oh, the crowd? We know, yeah, we we obviously know Tony Khan doesn't answer anything about anything, right? But Meltzer was like, uh, "Tony, uh, I was just wondering. You know, the crowd was pretty interesting tonight. Do you have any uh, comments about any of the uh, reactions from the crowd tonight that were uh, a little bit interesting? Terrible crowd." And then Tony Khan obviously did the promoter thing where he's like, well, you know, they were great during the the Battle Royal and they were great during this. You know, he didn't really say anything, but yeah. it was pretty clear. They were, it was rough. It was just very quiet for most of the show. Yep. All right. Well, look, massive pro wrestling weekend. We were able to bang out two It's Still Real to Me shows this weekend. That's I got to give a shout out. Yeah. The best, the best match of the night last night was on TakeOver. TakeOver I didn't was see last it. night. Yeah, I, I after it was over, I, I haven't watched anything other than Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak. Oh, it was good? Listen, we talk about how there's a way to do violence. That's a match. That's how you do violence. That okay. that match is how you do That match was awesome. All right, Ilya Dragunov, watch this after. Ilya Dragunov is... I'm probably going to go back and watch the whole thing because I heard the whole show is pretty good. Ilya Dragunov is just so... Dijak's yeah, Dragunov's great. good. Dragunov is awesome. He is so cool. He's just a badass, and like 
man, he just, he takes an absolute beating in this match. But it was good. It was just really well done. All um, right. A shout out to that match, because I thought that was better than anything that was on Double or Nothing. All right. Good job, Joey. Uh, yeah, we were able to do this twice over the last uh, couple of days. So we'll, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming this Saturday, recap the entire week, which will be fallout from both pay-per-views. Yes, sir. All right, man. Tell your fans you'll talk to them next week. All right, we'll talk to you on our normally scheduled program next Saturday. We'll see you guys in the next episode of It's So Real to Me. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.